Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this sermon. You can find all our sermons at our website, holycommunion.net. Let me start by saying how thrilled I am to be participating in God's work with you here at Holy Communion. People ask me, why St. Louis? Why Holy Communion? Let me underline that it's people from California and people from St. Louis both ask why, why here? Because I was inspired, inspired by God's call in you. The Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion is where the Spirit led me. Your mission, your community, really speaks to something in me. And if I'm honest, in a very human way, you seem like my people. Now, here's the tricky thing about the Holy Spirit. Being like-minded doesn't guarantee immediate kinship. It doesn't necessarily provide stroking affirmations and being on the same page. Nor does it mean being in total agreement. Right before coming out here, I was taking a walk with my dear friend Barbara, and she shared about her visit to Utah and of being spirit-led herself. During her stay at a bed and breakfast, she struck up a conversation with the woman who owned the place. Barbara, my friend, is very spiritual but not religious, so she was curious about Mormonism. And after a few days at this place, she was wondering about the owner, if she was Mormon. She was. So my friend asked her about herself, how she practiced Mormonism, and they dived into a long conversation, including the practices and beliefs of Mormons. And as they warmed to each other, Barbara gently asked, was it true about polygamy? And the owner answered, Yes, yes, there are some. Barbara risked a little more and asked, was it true about their teaching against gay and lesbian people? The owner said, yes, yes, it's true. Barbara asked, what if the owner had a gay son? Well, the woman answered after a long pause, I would always love my son, but no, no, I, I couldn't accept him. And I know my husband would reject him outright. Barbara heard this with empathy and with a deep sadness in her heart, how this woman wouldn't be able to upset her religious beliefs, go against her religion's teachings, even for her child. 
and how her husband would choose his religion very clearly over his child. When Barbara returned to California, she shared her encounter with her dear and old, old friends from her years of protest and activism. They started to listen to her story and then cut her off. Oh my gosh, how could you tolerate her? They were disgusted and angry with Barbara, chastising her for not telling this woman how wrong those beliefs were, how cruel this woman was. How could she, Barbara, tolerate this, even stay there in that place? Why hadn't Barbara put that woman straight and stand up as a true advocate? I didn't hear all the details, but Barbara was very hurt and rejected, feeling cut off and misunderstood by her dear old friends for even having such a conversation. She was just trying to understand, connect empathetically with this person. And in doing so, a Utah Mormon woman was willing to share her truth with an old hippie Californian. What an amazing experience for Barbara of hearing basically a confession of receiving this woman as she let her guard down and be real. And this was seen by Barbara's old friends as a failure to live up to the values they held in common. So there was my friend Barbara who had ventured out, perhaps being led by the Holy Spirit, and was met with the limitation of religious authority and the limitations of shared values. In Mark's Gospel, we hear today that Jesus had found the limits of his family and of the religious authorities. Jesus is surrounded. His family is concerned for his mental health, and the religious authorities think he's the devil. Jesus, led out by the Spirit which proclaimed him God's beloved Son, the embodiment of God's kingdom, God's reign on earth, Jesus is coming from a different place and just persists in healing and forgiving whomever comes his way, indiscriminately, beyond the lines of family, tribe, and class. However, in putting healing and forgiveness first, this disrupts the systems, rules, values, and traditions of his family and his religion. We know that Jesus was being led by the Holy Spirit, but as is often the case when the Spirit blows, it's so disruptive. It puts his family and religion on the defense, and they lash out, feeling threatened. So they give it their all to discredit him calling him mentally ill and evil. But Jesus hears all this, knowing he's surrounded by fear at change and values and beliefs change and loss of control, the things you feel when something new 
is presented. Especially when something new is expanding outward that makes your values and beliefs change. What do you mean, everyone? Not just the like-minded are my brother and sister. These values and rules have been set up for survival, security, identity, and so the fear comes from a legitimate place. We feel threatened because the status quo, which has brought us to the safe and secure place of being, is being changed. But Jesus says, whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. He's not negating his family. He's expanding it. He's not negating the religious authorities. He's taking it up a notch to God's will. And the Spirit the Spirit's will is about the thriving of humanity. God's reign is the rule of love, healing, merciful love. And so to consistently resist the Spirit's will, especially when she disrupts our carefully constructed defenses, maybe that's what it means to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Instead, when we encounter the Holy Spirit, she calls us to the work of listening with our hearts in seeking to understand rather than to correct, to restore rather than to reject, to be confused at times rather than consistently in control, to act from a soft heart rather than a righteous zeal, participating in God's work, the work of healing, restoring, and forgiving takes us out of ourselves and into our hearts. And this work has begun with Jesus. And this is why we come together to support each other, nourish and remind and practice with each other that we, the stranger and the strange, are brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers in God's love. 